Hi everyone. Welcome back to Sports Kathi. I'm Rohit here and with me is Vaishak. Hi everyone. Firstly, thanks for all the feedbacks and responses. We did receive a lot of feedback asking us to do a video podcast rather than an audio podcast. Uh, we did look into such an option uh, but then due to current proximity and network issues we are not able to have a video podcast as soon as we overcome these constraints we will look into switching into video podcast thanks for the comments again coming towards uh, today's topic it has been quite entertaining with all the top four european leagues uh, back in action uh, we have matches from multiple leagues going on every week and midweek One thing that everyone discusses a lot during this restart is the amount of injuries. I think the title races and the race of Champions League spots uh, and even maybe relegation battles all will depend a lot on how well the squad is rotated and maintained in this tight schedule. And injuries play a key part in those. Now with the Bundesliga almost done, that might be one league we can look into to give us some insight into how teams have coped up with uh, the COVID break. and whether we see a rise in the injuries or not so vaishak uh, could you give us some insight into how injuries have played a role in the bundesliga well that's right so it would be better to first start from bundesliga and we'll go on to other leagues uh let's check this table uh, i have just prepared uh, it since restart there have been 45 players who are currently injured now uh, this table does not include players who had minor troubles Also, this table does not include uh, players who are back after injury. Either. These are only the major injuries and who are still out. Uh, and out of this, four players you can see uh, they are coming back from injury and uh, their comeback is delayed after the restart. So this could be, uh, you know, the medical staff giving a very optimistic diagnosis about their return, and this may not have anything to do with the restart. So let's forget them for time being. So basically, 41 players suffered major injuries while playing and preparing for the restart. As you see, 11 of them got injured during training. They did not feature in any matches since restart. The remaining 30 players who got injured got injured directly from the play or something that aggravated from the play. We can't tell the difference between these two scenarios. Out of these 41 players, no goalkeeper got injured while playing. Luckily, uh, only three developed injuries. and they all developed while training there are seven center backs four full backs 13 midfielders six wingers and eight center forwards to say it by position to position the central players look to be more involved in injuries than wide players over here so six of the center backs and all eight center forwards that i listed developed their injuries trouble on the field while playing wide players seem less prone to injuries so that's something uh, interesting now let's look at the this table for how the top 5 clubs had their injuries now this table shows the number of players times the number of matches that is missed so and in the table you see that 94 matches times players bayern missed before the corona break and that means every match they were missing 3.76 players and like that after the break they are missing 4.36 players every match and so on you can read that for every club you see that uh injury worries for dortmund has increased injury worries has increased a bit for bayern but it has decreased slightly for gladbach and leverkusen and decreased drastically for leipzig now it would be wrong to conclude looking at this table and say that no club were affected dortmund yes of course they were affected and you could see it in their performance as well gladbach was the next most affected because uh, they had lot of injuries even before the break and still have lot 
but the key difference between the two scenarios is that right now their key players are injured. Like for example, Marcus Thuram or Alassane Plea, who got injured after the restart. That's very important for them. Well, before uh, the break, it was mostly the squad players who were unavailable. Leipzig spent the whole season with a lot of injuries. Uh, they had two of their main centre backs missing for the whole season, uh, and now, according to the table, they are termed to be back. But in reality, if you look at you know those two spe uh, specific centre backs, Willy Orban and Ibrahima Konate, they have hardly played 45 minutes in total since they started. Similarly, the table is misleading for Leverkusen as well because the fitness issues of Kevin Volland or Lars Bender is not reflected on the table. Now, Bayern has coped with injuries thanks to a deep squad and a coach who could integrate you know, the squad players well. Uh, I think I've said this once in the first episode, but I would like to repeat it again. The way Leon Goretzka has replaced Thiago in the starting level, that is one of the prime examples, you know, how the squad players are stepping up to replace main players. Uh, now, coming to the main point, Bundesliga's schedule was really, really re relaxed. Out of the 30 injuries that happened in the last five weeks of action, 18 injuries have happened in the last two weeks, where there have been midweek matches. It gives an impression that injuries might have been higher with midweek matches. Now, that, I think, is a huge challenge in other leagues. The matches may not be high intensity for the first couple of matches, but it soon picks up intensity. Like most people might remember the Bayern versus Dortmund match or the Leverkusen uh, Bayern match. These matches showed high intensity matches are possible without crowds. I'm actually, you know, really looking forward to the leagues to pick up. So that is not a worry. Uh, what do you think about the PL squads? What do you think about the Champions League squad race between, I guess, United and Chelsea are the most favourites, isn't it? How will they rotate the squads effectively? Oh, that was a good insight from Bundesliga, Vaishak. Uh, firstly, I would like to highlight, you know, that from the, since the restart, Arsenal has suffered already some key injuries, uh, and that has already put their race to Europe in not the best spot. Uh, and as you mentioned, there was no goalkeeper injuries in Bundesliga, but Arsenal did face an uh, injury in goalkeeper. Their the first goalkeeper Leno is out for the season. Uh, latest I heard is that he his injury is not as bad as it was thought, but it will still take around 5-6 weeks to recuperate. So, he's out for the season anyways. Anyways, uh, let's look at what, so I, you know, what, while you're talking, I was looking at what, what has happened to uh, the Premier League teams before the COVID break. Uh, so, this is the table uh, before COVID break on how the injuries were. So, you can see Manchester United and Chelsea have rather higher numbers. Of, or average injuries per match is higher compared to Wolves and Tottenham. Wolves have very low numbers. Wolves have been sticking on to the same squad throughout the season. And that has been the key to their success also. Uh, but again, you know, these numbers, as you mentioned, for Bundesliga are slightly skewed because of certain one or two injuries. Like, uh, for example, for Chelsea, uh, Rudiger uh, was injured for pretty much a long time. So, that has affected a lot of these numbers. Similarly, uh, Ruben Lotus-Cheek has been injured. Uh, but then it's good to see that they have been they are back now uh, one, since the restart. And Lotovic even uh, started in the uh, match against Villa. So it's good to know that the Chelsea squad is now back to near full strength. Similarly, even Manchester United uh, injuries have been dominated because of uh, uh, Pogba or Rashford. Key injuries, but you know because of long-term uh, absence, have caused uh, such uh, high numbers there. 
But again, same like Chelsea, United, and even Tottenham, uh, their squads are back to full strength. So, as of today, we have teams all having near full squad uh, with them. So, whatever injuries come in is going to be from the restart. Uh, but you know, having said that, these teams cannot afford injuries. You know, going to the final stretch, an injury in a critical position can impact the race for Champions League drastically. Um, for Chelsea, if I say critical position, uh, people will say that you know we have uh, Tammy up front, we have Giroud, but an injury to one of them can put them in under severe uh, position because, as you said, we have midweek matches, we have matches every third day, uh, so that means a striker to continue 90 minutes every day might not be possible. So this this is a critical position for Chelsea. Similarly, the wing option uh, as wingers. Chelsea did face issues with Pulisic being injured out during the first half. And uh, Villian did uh, play through most of the matches. But an injury to Villian, Pulisic or even uh, Pedro who is in the squad, then it can hamper the Chelsea's uh, race for Champions League. For United, the critical position is mainly, uh, again, the front three. Uh, we saw what happened when Rashford was injured uh, in the first half. Uh, we saw that, you know, even though Marshall was filling in the role, uh, we then missed out the role of a left winger. Uh, so, you know, filling out those gaps was a challenge for us and we did suffer a bit. So, we cannot afford injuries for Rashford or Marshall. Uh, similarly, uh, we did not face much of injuries in the centre-back position. But I want to mention this, is that our backup centre-backs, that is Jones and uh, Twan JB are currently injured and they are recovering from injury. So, now if we get an injury to one of our centre-backs, then we have only Bai in the squad. So, we are slightly light there. So, that is another position which is critical for Manchester United. Uh, for Spurs, the key position is really the striker Kane. They really don't have a replacement for him. I mean, they have Parrot in the squad, but come on. Uh, he's nowhere close to what Kane can uh, provide. And we saw that's what happened to uh, Tottenham uh, because of his injury. They're currently in the table where they are because of uh, Harry Kane's injury. Spurs also don't have uh, quality wing-backs. So, an injury to Davis or Oria can hamper them. Anyways, apart from the squad, the other critical aspect that influence the title race is fixtures. As you, I have made a list of the fixture table here. So, as you can see, United have a smooth run-in until they play Leicester in the final week. Chelsea, whereas more has more of a mixed bag, they have matches against City, Liverpool and Wolves still remaining. But then having said that, they do have a five-point cushion. So, I feel they can still, you know, they still have their heads in front. Uh, Spurs have an easy run, apart from maybe Arsenal, who are not in the best form, and Leicester in the second last week, but both of the matches at home. Uh, I have included Wolves in the chasing pack because they have been really great this season so far and they have also reasonably good fixtures going into the uh, end of season, apart from Arsenal at home and uh, Chelsea away in the final weekend. My prediction for uh, sports, for Champions League sports are the sports 4, 5, 6, 7 are that uh, Manchester United at 4, Chelsea at 5, Wolves at 6, and Spurs at 7. Yes, maybe my prediction is slightly biased because I'm a Manchester United fan. Anyways, Vaishak, uh, how are the Italian and Spanish title races? 
we are not looking at the Champions League sports race for Italian and the Spanish league anyway because we don't we are running out of time. Uh, but that is no way a statement that the Spanish league Champions League race is not important. It's one of the best thing that's happening in Europe right now. And even the Serie A, the Champions League race is quite interesting. Let's look at the numbers for the title challenges over there. Uh, what are the injuries that Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Juventus Lazio is facing? Uh, now, if you look at Barcelona, Dembele had been injured uh, for long, even before restart, and it still remains to be so. Suarez, who was injured for a long time, is back. Uh, the one blow is Frankie de Jong, uh, who got injured after the restart. But Barcelona seems to have a lot of depth in the central midfield area. I do not think it would be much of a problem there. But one place where I think it's a problem for Barcelona is the centre-back position. Uh, I feel they don't have enough depth or quality over there. Maybe Barcelona fans might disagree with me. Uh, full-back positions, they have some backups. They are young and healthy, so that won't be much of a problem. They do not have much cover in the wings. And of course, I'm not expecting anyone to cover for Messi. Uh, they look fine in the centre-forward position. That was one of the worries. Uh, Griezmann not scoring. Uh, but now you can brush that away with the arrival of Brathwaite, uh, return of Suarez. Ansu Fati also provides some hope for Barcelona fans. You go to Real Madrid, they had a lot of injuries. Uh, they, at one phase, had both their left-backs injured, Mendy and Marcelo. But right now, the defence is pretty much restored, with an exception of Nacho, who should be back pretty soon. Their main worry is in the centre-forward position. You know, as both their backups. Uh, Jovic is injured and Mariano Diaz is coming back to fitness. So they're totally dependent on an old Benzema. On the other side, you know, they have Asensio, James Rodriguez, who are coming back from injury, who had, who had dominated their injury list. Uh, so is Eden Hazard back to fitness. And I think Real would need a goal-scoring contribution from both of them. Let's have a look at the fixtures. They're fairly similar in toughness for both Barcelona and Real Madrid. Barcelona have tougher matches sooner and easier matches later, while Real Madrid have uh, pretty much mixed up schedule. Uh, now, given the Setien's lack of idea on how to rotate the squad and even hesitating to substitute at times, I will be predicting Real to take the title, but I won't put a penny on it. The race is really, really that tight uh, in Spain. If we get to Italy, Juventus cope with the absence of the legend Chiellini and he will not return till the end of the season. Injury of Khedira is not much of a worry, I think, uh, because Bernadeschi, Radio, Ramsey, that so many midfielders were looking for a chance to prove themselves uh, in the Juventus squad. You go to Lazio, Lazio had this amazing run without many injury worries. Now, that said, now the main centre-back, Luis Felipe, is injured and out. And it, Italian, the, the schedule is so tight, uh, you will need a lot of rotation. Uh, so that is where I think Lazio has slightly lost its edge over Juventus. Uh, they, will, they will have the complete hope on Chiro Immobile and uh, their goalkeeper Strakosha to keep them alive now. Uh, you know, many people might not have heard the name Strakosha, but he's an unsung hero in Lazio. And uh, let's hope that the title race is alive till the end. Uh, but if I have to predict someone, I would predict Juventus to take the title this time. But then again... Uh, you know, that is a very slight chance. Juventus as a team has not yet go got used to playing the Sarri ball. Uh, they have their frailties and uh, that gives a slight hope for a good title race. Well then, let's see how the leagues move forward and how the respective coaches manage the squad. 
we've clearly seen that you know injuries play a key part and the squad rotation is important with the tight fixtures coming in anyways to our viewers let us know your thoughts on how the squads should be rotated to cope with the frequent midweek matches and if you like our content please like the video and share it with your friends subscribe to our channel to receive similar content until next time stay safe